You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cottle of Gary Cottle Ministries. Sometimes the most impactful thing you can say is something to do, something positive, something enlightening, informative, or inspirational. We're all mess-ups, but grace can give anybody a chance. I serve a God that gives everybody a chance. I don't care how bad your kids have messed up. Let me tell you something. Worse people have gone a lot further down than your kids ever have, and God raised them up and used them mightily. We can learn the most from the mistakes we make. That first-hand experience is often the best teacher. But as Pastor Gary shares, being constantly reminded of those mistakes and shortcomings can be damaging, especially when it comes from someone you look up to like a parent. The negative, critical communication can also become a habit that you pass down to your family. So while correction is important, so is encouragement and positive reinforcement. Now here's Pastor Gary in the book of Genesis chapter 12 as he continues his message, The Blueprint for a Biblical Blessing. You cannot be an absentee parent or grandparent and expect them to receive the fullness of the blessing that you want them to receive in life. Uh, You can't just give them a quick Sunday school lesson and send them on their way and never get any more involved in their life and expect them to do well. No, you're going to have to make a commitment that in the future you will continue to speak into their life. You will continue to speak guidance and, and and correction and instruction. And when God says, I will show you, he's saying uh, that he's, his presence uh, is going to be there to teach and to guide and to prepare Abraham's uh, uh, descendants for the blessing that is ahead. If you're with me, say amen. So a blessing requires a promise, uh, which speaks of commitment, which speaks of presence, and which speaks of preparation. Not only does it include a promise, but number two, I want to say that it includes a portion. Now, verse number two, it said, I will make of thee a what? A great nation. God's going to make him a great nation. He said, I will bless thee. I will make thy name great. Thou shalt be a blessing. God's going to give them a portion. Now, a promise speaks of uh, presence and preparation, amen, in the future. But a Portion speaks of the actual inheritance of substance uh, that empowers the individual to live out the blessing that was promised. Uh, you know as well as I do that uh, any of you who are accumulating wealth uh, uh, at some point, you'll probably decide, uh, if you haven't already, to draw up what we call a wheel. And in that wheel, it designates certain uh, percentages of your property to certain loved ones as you as you deed it out. Amen. Uh, and this is essentially what God uh, has done for Abraham. He said, I'm going to be with you, but not only that, but I'm going to give you some stuff uh, to make the promise come to pass. Now, what good would it be if you made your children or your grandchildren a promise uh, to be a blessing to them down the road if you had nothing to leave behind? God not only makes promises, but he makes good on his promises. 
He not only says he's going to do something, but he's going to facilitate the process. He's going to empower us uh, to live out the blessing that he speaks over us. And just as God does that for us, he expects us uh, to do that. It's one thing to tell your children to do right. It's another thing to invest in future in the future generation. Amen. And so it's not just good enough to pass on words. We 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 think of a blessing uh, most simply as a, bl- a, a as a an exchange of words to speak something nice over someone. But it goes far deeper than just speaking nice, pretty words uh, on a sunny day on a Sunday morning. Amen. Uh, it goes far beyond it. It goes, uh, it goes to uh, following up on your commitment and making sure uh, that not only have you spoken blessings over them, but you are willing to make personal sacrifices and invest in them to make sure that they are empowered to be able to live out the promises of God in their life. If we don't equip this next generation, who will? I tell you what, there's a devil in hell that's standing He's on stand. He's not only on standby, but he's eagerly trying to butt into your life right now, trying to rob your kids' attention, trying to promise them the world. And guess what? Uh, often kids are so young and vulnerable, they'll follow whoever invests in them the most. And if the church ain't willing to invest in our children, guess who is? The devil and the entertainment men. Now, we know at the end of the day, it's not really an investment, is it? It's an illusion. At the end of the day, they're going to take them and rob them blind and leave them, leave them hanging all by themselves once they're through with them. Amen? But at first, they're going to give promises to this young generation that's going to look real enticing to them. And who do you think a kid's going to end up spending their time with? He's going to spend his or her time with the one that's willing to invest in them. And we've got not only to be present in our words, but in our actions and in our pocketbooks. Amen. I'm praying that God will expand our vision for reaching this young generation this year, that we're willing to put our money where our mouth is. It's not just good enough to say that we need to go visit families and try to get people to church, but we got to be willing to put gas money in our tank and actually drive out to the neighborhood and actually do what we're talking about. Amen. We got to be willing to invest in an infrastructure and it's going to be costly, but if we don't do it, the devil's already winning the most. Over. We've got to fight hard, and if we're going to bless this future generation, we're going to have to do more than just speak a nice little fancy sermon over them. Can I get an amen? It's not just a promise, it's a portion. And, and moms and dads who invest time and treasure and talent into their kids stand to reap the biggest benefit of seeing their children walk in truth and live out a legacy of faith. Amen. So we got to have a promise. There's got to be a portion. And then lastly, there's got to be prophecy. Prophecy speaks of faith. Look at verse number 3 now. I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curseth thee and thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. We've already explained how that that's a promise of the Messiah Jesus coming to bless the entire earth, not just the Jews. If you're with me, say amen. And so this is a prophetic word that God gave. So we have a promise, we have a portion, and we have a prophecy. If promise deals with presence and preparation, and if portion deals with empowerment, then prophecy speaks of security. We don't just want our children to be blessed, we want them to stay blessed. America made the mistake after God blessed us like no other nation under heaven. We made the mistake of forgetting the God that blessed us. 
And now we're paying a dire consequence for it. You want to know why Washington's all jacked up and messed up? And why we got a bunch of thieves and liars who care more for their personal pocketbook and their reputation than they do the future security of an entire nation and world. It's because America forgot God. And when we chose that we didn't want righteousness to lead the way, God let us have our own demise. God's a gentleman. He's not going to force his blessing on us. Let me tell you something. If you want to keep what God puts in your life, you're going to have to respect it like you did before you got it. Amen. God's blessings are for keeps if we're for keeps. But as soon as God puts something in our hands that we pray for, we forget God. Don't you think for a second that God's obligated to bless you another minute. People use the church as a stepping stool into society and influence and culture. Many artists today who are singing and making millions, if not billions of dollars on the rock star stage started somewhere in a little country church like this and was discovered by somebody that was willing to invest in them and they bought the lie, hook, line, and sinker. And now they're living for the devil and now they're suffering the consequence. You talk to any rock star like that today and they're miserable. They may have all the money the world could ever offer them, but their soul is destitute. They're not at peace. A lot of them end up overdosing and dying because uh, there's no peace to the wicked. Just use the church as a stepping stool for their talent to be discovered. Many today use God like a spare tire until they're done with Him. Until they don't need Him. It's funny how people want you to pray for Him when they're down. Funny how the people don't need the church until they're laid up in the hospital dying of cancer. Then all of a sudden they need God. Amen. It's funny how the kids don't need church until they're faced with jail time. All of a sudden we're quoting scripture over them. Why wouldn't you quote scripture over them whenever they was 8 and 10 and 12 and 14 instead of waiting until they was 22 and jacked up with drugs and alcohol? Are you hearing what I'm saying? If we want to keep what God blesses us with, we're going to have to be committed And we cannot forget the God who blessed us. And there is a prophecy that God wants to speak. This prophecy speaks of faith. It is the faith element of the blessing. This world speaks blessings, but they they rob us of the faith element. When the world speaks of blessings, it has nothing to do with God Almighty. It has everything to do with the Almighty dollar. And when the dollar's gone, their blessing's gone. But I serve a God that even when my bank account's empty, whoo, I'm still blessed. Amen. Uh, my blessings are not measured in what I can hold in my hand, uh, but who I have in my heart this morning. We've got to have a commitment. and We've got to have a faith element. If we want our kids to really be blessed through and through, not just financially, not just socially, amen, not just economically, not just career-wise, but we want them to be blessed down in their soul. So that when they breathe their last breath, we and they both know where they're going to spend eternity. Then we're going to have to involve faith in the process. Or do we just want God's handouts without His commandments? Is that what we want? I'll, you know, we, I could pack the house if all I ever talked about was the blessings of God. But when I got to get to talking about obedience and faith and 
commitment. All of a sudden, those become curse words of this world that's hooked on uh, buzzwords that mean nothing at the end of the day when they forsake their God. I don't want to just seek His hand. I want to seek His heart. I just don't want what He want, can do for me. I, I want Him to. I want to be Him to be in me. I want Him to uh, exude from me. I want His presence. I want His power. I want His favor. I want His anointing above all else. Uh, amen. I want Jesus. Give me Jesus or give me nothing. We got to have a commitment of faith in Jesus Christ. Don't make the mistake of sending your kids off to college, uh, buying them the best that money can buy, the best education, the best clothes, uh, the best this, the best that, uh, but completely abandon and forsake uh, their faith in the Lord Jesus uh, and their need to be in the house of God on a regular basis. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? A true blessing is not really sustainable or secure if we leave out the prophetic nature of it. If we leave out the faith aspect of it. What good is it if our children gain the whole world and they lose their own soul? We must make church and God paramount in our lives. If we make commitment to the cause of Christ of little consequence or priority, then guess what? Our children will do the same. If we don't take it seriously, they won't take it seriously. And all it takes is a subtle, a slow fade into mediocrity and lack of commitment. And all of a sudden, everything is more important than church. And after all, God understands. And the kids know that God's their answer. Uh, we go to church twice a year. They hear about Jesus at Christmas and Easter. What more do they have to say at church? Oh, there's a whole lot more. Amen. There's a whole lot more. And I'm not faulting anybody that can't be here, but I'm telling you what, uh, I think we have a generation on our hands today uh, that the reason they're not committed is because they won't commit. You commit to what you want to commit to. And if you really want God to be a priority in your life, you'll do whatever it takes. Amen. Uh, you'll press through the crowd to get to Jesus. You'll even tear a roof off if it takes it to get to Jesus. But you won't uh, let anybody stop you from getting you and your kids to Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? If we really want this house blessed, uh, if we want this generation blessed, uh, we're going to have to emphasize the prophetic over them. We're going to have to emphasize a commitment to faith in Jesus Christ and not just tell them to live for God, but live for God with them. I'm convinced that the reason my sons live for God is because I didn't just preach at them, but I've tried my best to live what I preached. And I've got, given them an opportunity to serve God alongside me. And the best, you want to know what the best youth program is? The best youth program is when mom and daddy serve, their, serve God alongside their children. Quit, quit kicking them off and throwing them off in a youth group that uh, all of them are immature and all of them need guidance, amen. Listen, they need to serve God with you. Go out and knock on some doors this Saturday and invite your neighbors to church and let your kids watch as you interact with them and the Holy Ghost gets involved in the process and them kids look up at your neighbor with tears streaming down their face because your, your dad, mom or dad is talking to them about Jesus and all of a sudden God gets to stir and then all of a sudden your neighbors got saved and joined the church, quit their drinking, quit sleeping around, amen. All of a sudden God God's changing lives because the kids saw that God was real because their mom and daddy was willing to step out in faith and do something for God. I'm talking about a faith element. If we really want our children blessed, we're going to have to bless God with our lives. Amen. 
I know this ain't popular preaching, but this is exactly what this generation needs. I wish I could shout it from every rooftop in America. I wish I could preach this in every pulpit across this land and around the world. Wake up, mamas and daddies. Wake up, grandmas and grandpas. It's time to quit throwing our kids to this old world and raise them in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. Promise speaks of presence and preparation. The portion speaks of empowerment. But the prophetic speaks of real security. In that the blessing not only comes, but stays. That they anchor their hope in Jesus above all else. And they know that Jesus is not just a part of the equation. He's the whole shebang. Jesus is not just a slice of our religious pie. Amen. It's all Jesus. It's all grace. And the reason I'm blessed is not so much because I'm so good. In fact, I can guarantee it's not because I'm good. It's because He's good. And His mercies are new every day. And you want to know how to get a blessing and keep a blessing? Humble yourself before the Almighty hand of God. In due time, He'll exalt you. And you stay humble. And you stay prayed up. And you stay confessed up. And when you sin, immediately confess it and forsake it and get up and keep going for God. But don't you dare let the devil win the day in your life. Promise a portion of prophecy. Uh, it was interesting if you do a study how the patriarchs of faith, Abraham's descendants, speak blessings over their kids. How that when they spoke, you could study the pattern of history and what they spoke in a moment uh, transpired over time. You know what happens when you speak divine expectations over your kids? It raises their level of expectation for themselves. You want to honestly know why I believe that I'm serving God today? Because I had some people in my life when I was too young and ignorant to know the difference tell me if you'll serve God, He can use you in a great and mighty way. They prophesied over and said, if you'll keep serving God, He'll use you like you won't believe. And I had enough craziness to believe them. It gave me direction. Somebody said I could be something for Jesus. So it gave me direction. And that's what I set my aim on because somebody spoke that over me. You know what your kids need to hear? Not that they're trash. Not that they're a mistake. Not that they're always blundering and failing. They need to hear that God created them for a divine purpose. And the sky's the limit to what God can do through them if they'll avail themselves in prayer and service to the King. You speak life over them. You speak prophetically over them. And you see if God don't begin to use that to give them divine direction and purpose and a sense of belonging in this world. we got to quit cursing our children and fussing at them. I know they're going to make mistakes. and I know they're going to have, need correction from time to time. But could we balance it with a blessing from God's Word? Could we balance it by saying, I know you messed up, but son, I messed up too. And guess what? God forgave me and He can forgive you. And the best is yet to come if you'll just put it all at the altar. Amen. And get it under the blood. But this don't have to define you. Your past don't have to to be your future. Serve God and watch God do something mighty in your life and speak a word of prophecy over them. And trust God to give direction in their life. I'm talking about a blessing. Sometimes the most impactful thing you can serve is somebody, something good. Something positive. Something enlightening, informative, or inspirational. We're all mess-ups. But grace can give anybody a chance. I serve a God that gives everybody a chance. I don't care how bad your kids have messed up. Let me tell you something. Worse people have gone a lot further down than your kids ever have, and God raised them up and used them mightily. Don't you look at their future from their current or past mistakes. 
You've got to believe that they can become something for God before you can speak that over them. So if you don't see it, you have to get in your prayer calls until God shows you the possibility. And then when God gives you a promise and shows you that they can overcome what they're in, then you can start speaking a blessing over them. Say, I know you messed up, but I'm praying for you. I love you. And, and you know what? I'm willing to forgive you. And I, I, I just want you to know that I'm praying for you. I'm in your corner. And at any time you want to make a move towards God, I'm right here ready to walk, walk with you and talk with you and hold your hand and see you through the process of restoration. But don't give up on your kids. Amen. Speak a blessing over them. The world's worst terrorists are birthed from lack of real blessing. They grew up not with someone who spoke blessing over them, but someone who spoke hatred and cursing, anger and resentment. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We've got to change our vocabulary. Quit being so judgmental and cynical and pharisaical and start having a little grace and forgiveness. I'm trying to unplug, but the Holy Ghost won't let me right this second. We've got to be willing to speak life. We just want to come down hard on them after all they need to know. Amen. We need to tell them like it is. They already know like it is. They're living miserably in it right now. They need somebody to tell them that God will forgive them and love them and give them a new life. You let Jesus do the convicting and the and reprimand. You know, the Holy Ghost has a much more effective way of disciplining His than we do. You let God worry about all that. Amen. Yeah, you can tell them when they messed up, but do it in love. But then, then patch it over with a, a word of promise, a word of, of power. Say, you, you can live above this. You can rise above it. I wonder how many kids today who are either fatherless or maybe they have a father, but their father is essentially not even present in their life. How much more impactful their life would be today if they just had someone to echo some truths and some positivity in their life. Mm -hmm. This world is hurting today because we've forgotten what the blessing is really all about. I have a vision and I have a burden. If God will let me do what's in my heart one day, I don't know when and I don't know how. We're going to start conducting a blessings banquet, maybe once a year, where the parents or the grandparents of kids can come and we're going to roll out the red carpet for the children. We're going to serve them hand and foot. Maybe we'll cater the event, but we'll bring the food to their table. We'll serve them. And each parent or grandparent or guardian will have a moment in the privacy of their own table, not out loud in front of everybody, to just speak a blessing. And we'll give them guidance and tips and suggestions from the Word of God on how they can craft it in such a way that it'll make it a, such a memorable occasion that maybe two years down the road when they're fixing to make a bad choice, they'll remember, you know what, I can live better than this. Daddy said uh, that I'm stronger than this. Daddy said uh, that God has a purpose for my life. Maybe I ought not to do this, but we've got to start planting seeds uh, of faith and promise and hope and healing into this next generation or we're going to lose an entire generation generation well let me close with this genesis 15 5 god brought abram forth abroad and said look now toward heaven and tell the stars or count the stars if thou be able to number them and he said unto him so shall thy seed be and listen the bible said and he believed the lord and he counted it to him for righteousness we just got to believe god i know the world as we say is going to hell in a handbasket but everybody tells our kids that. 
Why don't we tell them that even in the midst of a crooked generation, you can live a life full of purpose and meaning and joy and peace in the Holy Ghost? Why don't we be the ones to tell them that there's something more meaningful to life than living, breathing, getting a job and accumulating wealth and then dying and leaving it to somebody else to fight over? Why don't we be the ones to give them a true purpose for living that's bigger than themselves? Why don't we believe God? Today's teaching is coming to an end, but you don't have to stop studying God's Word. Here at True North, we encourage all of our listeners to dive into Scripture regularly on your own. As you do, ask the Holy Spirit to guide your reading and reveal God's truth to you. Thanks for joining Pastor Gary Cottle today for True North. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new edition. If you'd like to learn more about True North or Pastor Gary, visit GaryCoddle.com. Would you like to plan a visit to worship and study the Bible with Pastor Gary? You can find all the information you need about where he pastors and how you can visit at GaryCoddle.com. If you're not in the area, we do encourage you to find and begin attending a Bible-teaching church near you. Find a family of faith that you can invest in and who will encourage you in your own walk with the Lord. If you have any questions or would like to find out how you can support Gary Cottle Ministries and True North, please reach out to Pastor Gary. He can be reached at contact at garycoddle.com. That's contact at gary, C-A-U-D-I-L-L.com. That's all for today. Join us next time for more right here on True North.